Welcome to Hami Media Group, or as the cool kids say, HMG. We're here to provide you with the very best entertainment alternative media has to offer. Thank you to all our supporters who have made us what we are today. Follow us on social media, video, and podcast platforms at Hameen Media Group. Become a subscriber to Hameen Media Group at Patreon.com for great free daily content as well as off-the-top-rope extras. Subscribe to our affiliate Patreon channels with a plethora of fun content on various tiers that will bring tears of joy to your eyes. Vince Russo's The Brand, The Rip Rogers FR Podcast, Stevie Ray TV, Goldilocks, The A Show with Aaron Stevens and April Hunter, The Two-Man Power Trip, Velvet Sky and Angelina Love, The Beautiful People, and now... The Larry Hankin Stories. Support your favorite HMG and independent pro wrestling talent at ProWrestlingTees.com. Enjoy the ultimate meal with Zordo's Ultra Premium Extra Virgin Olive Oil. Head over to ZordosOliveOil.com. Start your day with the best cup of joe, bro. Try a fantastic selection of flavorful coffee blends at TheBrosters.com. StevieRichardsFitness.com. Get off that couch and make a healthy change without leaving your home. Amazing resistance band and yoga workout programs at an affordable price that will help you become a band new you. Hear from the pros who live the biz, bro, with talent that have worked for every major organization led by the man who put the attitude back in pro wrestling and in your ear holes. It's got to be russosbrand.com bro again we'd like to thank you for joining us here at hmg and now it's time to be entertained Former pro wrestling star and University of South Carolina football All-American, Del Wilkes passed away early July 1st at the age of 59 of a massive heart attack. One of only four consensus All-American football players in program history, George Rogers, Melvin Ingram, and Jadavian Clowney are the others, Wilkes bolstered an offensive line in 1984 that helped set school records for touchdowns with 49, 371 total points, and 5,095 total offensive yards. Heavily recruited as an offensive lineman at Columbia's Irmo High School, Wilkes was USC's most decorated player in 1984 when the Gamecocks finished 10-2. Wilkes broke into the wrestling business in 1988 following a failed attempt in the NFL. The Colombian native found a wrestling school not far from home. The facility was run by legendary women's wrestling star, the fabulous Mula. Mula had been responsible for training the majority of women wrestlers during the 60s and 70s. It was geared more towards women than it was guys, said Wilkes. But we paid our money and we went through the school and paid our dues and basically started out at the very bottom level of professional wrestling. As the Patriot, he became a top international star. You saw him in WWF. You saw him in WCW with Marcus Alexander Bagwell as Stars and Stripes. But he 
really made his mark in Japan, where fans marked out for his sculpted physique and colorful mask. Wilkes retired from the wrestling business in the late 1990s due to a triceps injury. Wilkes had worked for the past 16 years as a car salesman in Columbia, South Carolina. We here at HMG want to extend our condolences to the Wilkes family. Through the years, we all remember when we first witnessed a national tragedy. We remember the good times and the bad times through either a song, a TV show, a monumental sports achievement, or even the smell of a particular food from when we were young. Welcome to the show that will take you on a journey through time to relive those iconic moments. Welcome. RTW Rewind, where old school rules. So, without any further delay, let's introduce you to the host of the show, Rad Rob Rob Francois. Hey guys, welcome back to RTW Rewind. I am your host, Rad Rob Rob Francois. I hope everybody's doing well all around the world, and thank you for being here. I am here with my partner in crime. He is the R to the B to the V. He is the host of Hitting the Marks with Jargo. He is the host of the Monday Locker Room. He is found with Jargo and John Paz on What If? On the two-man power trip empire. Who is? Who is? He is producer extraordinaire from RBV Fitness. Can your intro get any longer? It's Rick Vickery. What's up, buddy? Thanks for being here, man. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Yes, it is me, the uh, the HMG hot dog, the honor of the beat of the V, Richard Bronson Vickery. Uh, and brother, Rad Rob, I got to say, uh, I'm just not pumped. I am plumped to be here with you tonight mm-hmm. on, on the Rewind to, to talk about you know, everyone knows I, I, I'm a foodie extraordinaire. I've been dubbed one of the uh, great American food influencers. But, man, I am especially stoked tonight to talk about the true culinary American icon, the hot dog. But, you know, before we dive into that, uh, very moving, touching there, brother, what you put together, uh, the great uh, looks, the, the patriot. Uh, and, you know, so many fond memories inside the professional wrestling world, uh, just involving him back to the trooper days of the AWA, just looking at that physique and it just being in awe, like, oh my good Lord, look at this guy. This is a, this is a true mega star. One of those guys you were in awe of just at the, the site. Uh, and then to, you know, being able to, to see where he was able to go in his career. Uh, but yes, of course, you know, really hit that home run with the Patriot gimmick. If he had the pass, um, Maybe no fitting time. You hate to lose anyone, but to be able to celebrate his life and career as we head into the Independence Day, the birthday of America, what we celebrate, all things great here. Uh, and he really embodied that inside the world of professional wrestling. So I, I guess in a somber way, uh, a celebration and good timing with it. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Uh, you know, we were friends on Facebook and I had planned on getting him on the show here uh, in the next few weeks. 
Uh, but obviously, you know, with his passing, that's that's not going to happen. Um, he was a great American. I mean, literally, like the Patriot was the perfect character for him because he loved this country. Uh, he even had a, a, a podcast, uh, and he, he frequently uh, broadcasts on Facebook Live, uh, you know, talking about this country and everything that's going on with it, and he was, uh, he was a very staunch conservative. So he loved uh, this country, uh, and he loved football and, and, and all sports, and he was chiseled out of stone, uh, unfortunately due to injuries and, and uh, you know, a couple demons that he had, uh, you know, early in his career. Uh, he, I, I think that's okay to talk about. You know, you look yeah. at somebody like that uh, with those looks, that that athletic ability, the personality, you kind of think, you know, everything is going to be easy street and uh, what a tremendous life he's going to have. But uh, it was a roller coaster, yeah. you know, just like it is for so many of us here in America. And, you know, he's a testament and proof, you know, that that anyone could hit lows, but it's about how you bounce back and what you ultimately make, make of yourself. Again, leaving us Far too soon, uh, but a tremendous legacy and a, a proud patriot, and so many great memories as a wrestling fan. Yeah, our uh, our thoughts and prayers and, and wishes go out to uh, the entire Wilkes family and their friends uh, as they uh, they mourn the loss of uh, of a great man. So, uh, moving on, it's time to talk hot dogs. Yeah, pal. My favorite food next to pizza is the hot dog. So I am very, very excited when you said, hey, Rob, let's talk about hot dogs because this is also leading up to our Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest watch-along on Sunday. This is the precursor to that. We're going to get you all warmed up for the festivities on Sunday talking about everybody's favorite food. Yeah, I guess this is this is kind of uh, the equivalent of us, of us warming up the grill. Uh, Rad Rob, you are right. This will be the third annual here on the HMG, the Hameen Media Group platform. That uh, it's the worldwide watch along, if you will. And I remember when I when I pitched this idea going back, uh, you know, two years ago, uh, they thought I was crazy. They thought I was absurd. MSG was going to produce it for me, and he he didn't want to come on camera with me. <laughs> he thought I was completely wasting everyone's time. Uh, but it ended up, you know, it was a record record showing. Uh, people across the globe. I think, it, you know, at one point in the chat, we had five to seven countries represented, uh, you know, hundred or so people in there. And it was such a tremendous interaction. And it's a very laid back casual. When we, we asked it, you know, because of copyright issues, we can't broadcast uh, through the stream, but tune in wherever you're at. We'll get the watch along. We're going to bring you a tremendous insight, some, some fun dog stats. We're going to have a good time, uh, have some guest appearances. Hey, BYOB, bring something to drink because you know the RBV. I'm going to have a whiskey and beer in hand, uh, but we're going to kick back. That's going to be Sunday, July 4th, upcoming, a couple days away. We're going to go with uh, the ESPN one feed. That's the men's contest that gets going at noon. So we'll, I guess we'll get the, the, the live stream going eh, about 11.50 a.m. Eastern uh, to let everybody kind of filter in and, and we'll start the show. But yes, um, leading up to the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest, we wanted to deep dive into the history of the dog here on the Rewind. Rob, you said it's one of your favorite foods. It's it's one of my foods. As I said there, it, it truly is the, the culinary icon of American foods. Uh, and it's a favorite by everybody from, from top to bottom, no matter who you are. You can enjoy a good dog. You know, growing up as a kid uh, in the Northeast, we had several uh, local regional brands. We were talking off air about how, uh, you know, it, how regional 
uh, a thing hot dogs are. Uh, you mentioned, you know, Domino's, Burger King, McDonald's, uh, franchises in those, in those genres branching worldwide. But when it comes to hot dogs, uh, and we'll get into this a little bit later, uh, it really is a local thing. I mean, everybody has their own style. Everybody has their own favorites. Everybody, I don't think you'll ever get everybody to agree on what the best kind of hot dog is around this country uh, because everybody everybody loves it differently. It's all subjective uh, based on what they grew up with. And that's why you know it is that true uh, culinary American icon is you know it, it filters through like so like so much that we have here inside of the United States of America. It did start through the Northeast because that's where your immigrants are coming through. And then as you talk about that, Rob, you're right. You know, where you got these, these Titans of the industry, these great major brands like McDonald's, Burger King, Taco Bell, you know, the, the chicken game, whatever it might be, they they're national, they're not global, but with hot dogs, it's kind of been that one food that stays traditional to the neighborhood, the boroughs, those little cultures that have kind of set up shop in those areas. And then beyond that, you know, it's just not the flavors that were brought to that area. They, they've got their own American spin on that. So I did think, you know, a good spot to, to jump into the pool here with, with the hot dogs is the precursor. You know, look, look at before it hit our shores, where did the hot dog come from? And I guess, you know, again, you know, just much like the hamburger, great debate. Who invented the precursor, which is simply the sausage? Uh, Give you a guess here. What do do you think? I mean, a lot of people lay claim to it. Uh, The the Polish uh, think they invented the sausage. The Germans obviously think they invented the sausage. It's also, you know, much like pizza. You know, you get the Italians and the Greeks always trying to, uh, you know, fight over who invented the first pizza. But hot dog is another one where there's contradictory stories. Um, To me, when I think of a hot dog and when I think of a sausage, uh, it's, it's German. It's from Germany. I, I was going to say, you know, they, they are right there. And for the modern style, yeah, many will kind of uh, succeed and give the, the head nod to the Germans there. But you even know, uh, it could have been the Greeks. You know, Homer mentioned sausage-like food all the way back in the Odyssey, yes. which was written, hell, what was that, like the 7th or 8th century BC? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, you've got the Romans around 60 AD, uh, a cook named Gaius was roasting a pig for Emperor Nero. and Back then, they would they would starve the pigs just to you know hurry up the the roast time. So, whatever reasons there, but as he was cooking this thing, the intestines fell out, and that's where they say that they say, hey, you know what, this could be a good casing here. We'll stuff this stuff, you know, we'll stuff it full whatever meats and spices, and and that was, you know, why you know why sausage was you know has been around almost as long as we have. I mean, one of those first major foods is because you could preserve it like that. You, you put it in that casing, it could be held for months, years at a time. It was good for travel, good for military use. So, yeah, and it was especially big in Rome. Uh, so it was kind of a little funny fun fact here with, with Rome. You know, they claim, as I said, you know, they claim they invented it there under Emperor Nero. Well, Emperor Constantine, he actually tried to ban the sausage making and consumption of sausages uh, after he converted the empire to Christianity because he believed it was uh, too pagan. <laughs> I did not hear that one. That that's a new yes. one for me. Yeah, but but as you'd mentioned, uh, you know, in the 1400s, I guess the uh, the first great Wiener War, you had uh, Frankfurt, Germany, really laying, laying claim to it with the uh, Frankfurter, and then in Vienna. 
Austria, where we get the Wiener. Uh, those two areas there, they, they kind of moved to the forefront there as is trying to make claim to who invented the sausage. Uh, now, now when it talks about, you know, bring it to the American shores, uh, I guess unquestionably, you do have the other influences. You got the, the Polish sausages and all that, but the, the evolution, the, the foundation for what we know now is the American hot dog had to be the German immigrants. I agree. And, and they kind of went everywhere when they, when they came to, to Ellis Island for the first time. Uh, they kind of branched out in New York, New Jersey, and, and kind of stayed in the tri-state area. Uh, but you also had some go further west to Chicago. Uh, you mentioned Vienna. Vienna is a big brand in Chicago. And obviously Chicago has their own kind, their own special kind of a dog. Uh, and, and immigrants actually uh, introduced the uh, Vienna beef uh, hot dog uh, at the... Um, uh, was that the world's world's at, fair at the world's fair sorry i lost my notes here um yeah the, they did they, they debuted it at the world's fair so um it, it's it's it makes sense to me that the germans created it i mean and if they didn't create it they at least popularized it uh in in europe and in america when they came over uh, well i i, I don't want to give really credit to any of them creating it because you know, maybe it, it was the, as again, the precursor, the inspiration. Uh, but when we talk about the, the great American dog, we're going to dive into, you know, all these tremendous, just brilliant individuals who helped bring the hot dog as we know it today. But, you know, as you're talking about, you know, settling in Chicago and you see the, the Polish influence or up in New York where you're seeing the Germans and then how they migrate through, through the Midwest and all that, you know, hot dogs, again, they're, they're, the American immigration history. They're, they're a great story there. Uh, it's, it's the ultimate symbol of our society, man. It, it's, it's look at a hot dog. It's very simplistic. Uh, it, it's a wiener on a bun. You know, it's very, it is, but you know, it's just like us, you know, I mean, we're all Americans, we're all humans, but then you start topping it with all these amazing flavors and, and each becomes unique and awesome, man. And when it comes to the buns, you have <laughs> several people that lay claim to being the first ones to ever put this sausage on a bun, too. It, it's it's funny. I've, I've never heard half these stories when I did my research this week. But um, for for one thing to be so hotly contested between people, uh, we'll, we'll never really know because, you know, all those people have passed. Well, I, have I was going to say, you heard, you heard when shit hits the fan. Well, how about when, when the wiener meets the bun? <laughs> Uh, I mean, this is this is a this is great argument, and there's so many different legends and uh, maybe tall tales and just tremendous stories out there. Uh, let's let's t- let's go through some of them, man. Good, that's why you're here, man. The transition, man. Right. The transition, right. man. Uh, well, I guess see some of the big legendary stories out there. Pretty much, you know, they link hot dogs with another great American tradition, American pastime. They go hand in hand, right? That's Baseball. Right. That's right. I always remember getting Fenway Franks up in Boston when I used to go to the Red Sox games. Fenway Franks. I've had one there. Uh, you ever had Dodger Dog? I have not. I have not been out to the West Coast. Uh, they they are delicious. I think they run about twelve dollars now, though. But uh, <laughs> hey, if if it, if it's a once in a lifetime treat, go ahead, do it. You know. I agree. Uh, but but yeah, you know, baseball and hot dogs they they go hand in hand. Uh, so yeah, you know, right there in New York, one of the one of the legends claimed that uh, gentleman Harry M. Stevens, uh, he sold ice cream at the Polo Grounds, who of course then was the home of the uh, the New York Giants, and it was kind of a frigid, chilly day 
uh, one afternoon for a baseball game and ice cream wasn't moving. So he sent his crew out to get all the uh, Frankfurters from the local, uh, the local delis and merchants and all that. And when they brought him back to make it easier to distribute and kind of handle, he put them on a roll, uh, slept a little mustard on there. And that's, that's one of the rumored creations of the first time the dog was put to the bun. Also a tie to baseball. They claim, you know, it was out in St. Louis, a uh, gentleman, Chris Von Day, um, with the St. Louis Browns. They said he, he was doing it like as early as the 1890s. So the, some of the early ties there outside of, of course, the, uh, the, the big boom, which we know is Coney Island. Did, did, what other stories have you heard besides the Coney Island before we jump into really the, uh, the OGs of the hot dog, if you will? One of the rumors I heard was that uh, the sausages were called dachshund sausages, yes. uh, and dachshund is uh, a dog. It's a, it's a breed of yep. dog. Uh, and I guess it's the, it's the wiener dog. It's the wiener dog. So I, I think the story I heard was uh, a person putting up a sign, didn't know how to spell dachshund. Uh, and they knew that it was a dog. So they just, and, and they, you know, come get your hot dachshunds, get your hot dachshunds. And when they tried to, to advertise or put a sign up, they didn't know how to spell it and they put hot dog. So that's, that's okay. one of the rumors that I heard. That, that, that actually ties in going to the polo grounds. Uh, with the New York Giants, with the gentleman, uh, Harry M. Stevens, who was selling the ice cream that day. Uh, so as he has his staff out there, and as I said, he went. they went to the local merchants, collected you know, all the frankfurters they could, and they, they slapped them on on the cut rolls. So as the vendors are out in the ballpark, you know, you always one well, of the regular calls, Pilsner, Pilsner here, ice cold Pilsner. So, you know, you know, they're doing their pitch. So some of the vendors would yell, Red Hots, get your Red Hots. Red Hots, yeah, that's right. And yeah. the other ones would be uh, Dushing Dogs, Dushing Dogs, after the wiener dog. And you are correct. It was a sports writer cartoonist working for the Giants at the time who was who was putting together an illustration and a story about kind of you know this this new flavor that was taking the audience uh, by storm and you're right he didn't know how to spell dashing dogs well obviously dogs but dashing so he combined it the two and he had hot dogs uh which was is one of the rumors rumors out there of, of where the name came from i mean it makes sense to me i don't know if it's historically accurate but well i, mean, you well, know, I guess it's a good story what really makes it what really makes it questionable is no one's ever seen this uh the cartoon or the illustration uh, it no longer exists. So it, if, if it did and some people were able to see it, uh, it has been lost in the annals of history. Yeah. That's uh, and, 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 and so I think, it, you know, I'm going to unfold here as, as we talk about the conversation, uh, the hot dog, much like America has been influenced by manipulative media. <laughs> so we're, Shocker. We're, we, we have some <laughs> questionable, questionable stats on the timeline of the hot dog. That doesn't surprise me because we still can't get news right here in 2021. So, that doesn't come as a shock to me at all. Well, uh, hey, again, you know, everyone thinks that's something that's you know specific, new to the new to the age. Now that that's it's always been that way, and it's it's all marketing ploys and pushing agendas. Uh, in this case, I can't argue though because it surrounds the hot dog. Yeah, that's absolutely right. Um, and, and, uh, and one thing before we move on to that, um, we did have somebody say on Twitter, and I, I'm sorry, I was trying to find the tweet, but. Uh, there is argument that there is a, a huge difference between hot dog and frankfurter. Do you know what the conspiracy or what the uh, what the what the contention is there? Uh, I, I don't know the exact details on that. I mean, I, that's but you kind of interesting to deep dive into. Uh, I I'm going to guess because you do have what 
there is debate what qualifies as a hot dog, all depending on the meat. That's what I was assuming, that like what used. it's what it's made of, what the casing might be. Yes, yeah, maybe the casing uh, in the, in those circumstances. And again, you know, and that's what's so great about it. You know, it is the precursor, but the hot dog stands on its own because you know it, it, it when it made its way to our shores. We we cradled that baby, man. We we cultivate it. We made it our own, just like America always does. You know, we, we take what the rest of the world is doing and we make it a hell of a lot better. No, that's absolutely right. I mean, that's that is why we are the uh, the greatest country in the world. Uh, so, when it came to the states, who was the first one that that really popularized it uh, in the Northeast? Well, you got you go to and we're talking about the big boom of the dogs and another gentleman that is in the conversation for for putting the wiener to the bun and that is charles feltman and he operated a food cart bank in 1867 on coney island uh in 67 he has a um, a variety stand there uh, pies things of that nature uh he sees his competition beginning to sell sandwiches which are handheld on the go and he's looking for, he wants to get into that market, food on the go. He's looking for a competitive edge. And it's believed that in 1869, he introduces a Frankfurter to his menu. Uh, th- this just booms. This, I mean, the wild success. So, I mean, we've got in 69, he puts the Frankfurter in there. By, by 1871, Feltman, his, his empire has expanded. Um, he begins building a, a restaurant complex. That goes in, you're looking by the 1920s, just through the restaurant. I mean, he's serving, what, like $5 million a year. <laughs> That's quite a bit. Um, yeah. So he takes that into opening two bars, beer gardens. Uh, he's got his own carousel. He's got his own hotel right there. And he really is lays the groundwork for the boom of Coney Island, uh, which made him you know, want to put the transit in where you had people just continually flocking there. So pretty crazy, pretty crazy, you know, to think what Feldman and and he went from that simple food cart kind of turned the corner when uh, they said, you know, he had the Frankfurter and he, he put it in a grilled bun. He, on his cart, he attached a small charcoal, charcoal grill and it would place them on the grilled buns. So again, it goes, was he the, the godfather, the, the mastermind, the inventor, Uh, but it certainly worked out well for him. As he as he really becomes high class and is probably probably one of the finer ends up being one of the finer dining establishments dining establishments there on the East Coast and it's you know it's kind of all thanks the to the dog. I guess we can call him the the dog father of American the hot dog dogs. Father. Uh, I, I, let's go ahead, the dog father. Let's do it. Feltman, the dog father, but. In uh, 1915, he he makes a hire that would forever change the game. That's absolutely right. Uh, he would hire the uh, eventual king of Coney Island when it comes to hot dogs. Uh, and who exactly was that, sir? Well, you have uh, Nathan Handworker, a young Polish immigrant, uh, Jewish ancestry, um, pretty much f- fresh in the States trying to make his name for himself. Uh, he came here for that great American dream, that, that entrepreneurial spirit, a uh, little hard work, a little grease, dedication, believing in yourself, gambling on yourself is going to pay off and, and bro oh, brother did it. 
uh, an incredible, great entrepreneur, inspirational story here. Uh, I do like that, you know, he opens up, he starts with Feltman's in 1915 and he, he gets hired on as a roll cutter. Now, back then we didn't have these things pre-sliced. <laughs> right. When you're in the restaurant store, you know, you're in the shops, wherever it might be, you had somebody sitting there hand slicing all of those. And as he's working there for Feltman's, he's looking at, you know, this incredible menu, this incredible operation to have going on. And he notices their version of the hot dog. And, you know, he's thinking to himself at this time, they're selling them for 10 cents. And it's one of the cheaper items on their menu. And there is rumor and legend that at this time, the only thing he could afford to eat was those. Yeah. And he's looking around at other people like himself, and he really is. You know, this could be the food of the common man. And if I could do it all. And so he goes and asks, you know, if he can work in that division, in that department, solely focus on all things hot dogs so he can understand exactly what goes into how do you make these things. Right. Uh, and he develops this, this true passion for it, all with the intent of one day, I'm going to go to war <laughs> with Mr. Feldman here. And it's funny, the recipe they used for that particular hot dog came from his wife's grandmother. Uh, it was a secret special family, uh, secret spice recipe. Uh, so together, uh, Nathan and his wife, Ida, uh, spent their life savings together about 300 bucks, which uh, due to inflation, probably be about seven to 10 grand now uh, to begin their business. So it, it's interesting that he didn't really copy Feldman's recipe uh, had he known it, but he actually went with his own. So I actually do respect him for, uh, for doing that, not trying to piggyback. Uh, well, I think, off of you know, he, he saw, you know, a, a tremendous value in the product itself, the idea behind the hot dog, what it could bring to the Coney Island area. But, but you know, you, you got to think outside that box and just not think outside the box. You got to, you got to completely break it down, reinvent the thing. You know, why, you know, why are they going to go to him if he's just using their recipe? He's got to up the game. He's got to offer a better product. And as you said, you know, uh, an incredible gamble there. Within a year, in, in 1916, he goes out on his own. He said him and his wife, they invest their life savings. Dollar, dollar amount doesn't matter here, man. It's everything they have. This yeah. is the ultimate gamble. And they have to make it succeed. Now, and, you know, another obstacle in his way that he possibly didn't factor in here is he's going to take this gamble. One is there was a lot of question around hot dogs at that time. It was, you know, right now it's the uh, meat processing was very questionable mm -hmm. and, it, and that was public knowledge. And they were, you know, very worried about what was going into these. If, if it was the scrapings, you still hear that about hot dogs today. And, you know, Oh, you know, it's, it's the leftover parts of whatever they've got there. Uh, the hodgepodge of the meat floor. That reminds me of the uh, the movie The Great Outdoors, where uh, there's raccoons eating out of trash cans, and there's hot dogs. There, you know what hot dogs are made out of? <laughs> Lips and assholes. So, uh, yeah, it's always been a running joke. If you never know what is inside, it says chicken, beef, and pork. Well, you don't know what parts of those are in it, right? Uh, so, yeah, it's always been uh, kind of a mystery when it comes to what's inside the casings. Well, so you know, so you already have that around the hot dog. And so Nathan, as he goes on, he says, okay, if, if Feldman's making these for, you know, selling these for 10 cents, I'm going to sell them for a nickel. You think, all right, cut it in half. You know, why aren't they going to come to you? You get two for what they're getting over there. Mm -hmm. uh, this kind of backfired on him 
as a lot of people thought, oh, you can charge less because obviously you're using an inferior product. Right. Uh, so, so with this major scare here, he's not going to let, he's not going to let this holding back, man. Um, Nathan's little funny stat here with them opened in 1916. They didn't dub the place Nathan's until 1921. So it was just a little hot dog stand kind of operating. Just there it is uh, on the corner of surf and wherever it's at there. But uh, so what he did is he goes to the local hospital facility, County Island hospital facility, and he offers any staff free hot dogs as long as they're in uniform. <laughs> That's right. So you just think, you know, the, the imagery there, you're seeing these medical professionals, these respected, brilliant minds in uniform, eating a hot dog, well, hell, it's got to be safe, right? Better than safe, it's probably got to be good for you. Uh, so the, the marketing ploy definitely paid off for him. Uh, people started paying more attention. Uh, he would also, uh, Nathan was very good about, I guess he was a very likable, likable personality, much like you, Rob. I mean, nobody has a bad thing to say about you. Everybody loves you. Uh, so he would reach out and... With the location there, he was able to make uh, many celebrity friends. Uh, a lot of people say that Babe Ruth, especially, uh, going back to that baseball connection, was, was a huge Nathan's guy. Uh, that he would even, if it was Nathan's or hot dogs, they said bet between double headers, he might eat eight to ten of them. <laughs> <laughs> I could see that. He's a big guy. Yes, sir. So uh, it's... You know, definitely paid off for him. Uh, and then, you know, generation after generation there of of the hand workers, uh, very driven uh, and, and very progressive in how they're going to push and market their brands. And it, it's made Nathan's probably the most recognizable hot dog brand in the world. Yeah, I mean, that's absolutely right. And, uh, you know, he, he did hand it down to his son, uh, as you mentioned, generations and generations. His son, Murray. Uh, opened up uh, another branch uh, in Long Beach Road in Oceanside, New York, uh, in 1959. I, I was going to say, you know, what What would a, an RBV visit to uh, Rad Rob's Retro Show be without a run-in? Uh, yeah, we'd, hell, I, I could even get them here in, in Ohio right now, man. I, I, I picked these up for lunch today, man. Got me uh, a Nathan's on the road. I kept it pretty simple here, man. That's the Nathan's dog with the... Some fresh diced onion on there, baby. That's so good. Um, yeah, I mean, his son took it public and 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 really made it national and, and started calling it Nathan's Famous. So he knew he had a great product. He knew the vision of his dad. Uh, he was smart enough, almost like Vince McMahon was, you know, Fix McMahon's junior uh, was with wrestling. He took it away from uh, the regional area and wanted to go national with it. And that's what uh, that's what Nathan's son Murray did. He, he took the brand national. He dubbed it Nathan's Famous, and they were off to the races from there. Keep talking, Rob. <laughs> we got a little ASMR here with uh, RBV eating his Nathan's yes. hot dog. Um, hey, man, you know, I've been staring at this thing the entire <laughs> record, waiting to take that damn bite. Hey, I ordered that for lunch, so I had to sit up there. Believe me, it, it, you know how hard it was for me not to eat that thing all day? You were very dedicated to your, to your well, profession. Well, you know, to be fair... I had th I had three for lunch, so I saved this one. RBV Fitness guys, check him out on Facebook. Uh, RBV eats out. Definitely follow him on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, he has very yeah, uh, very R good R pictures. RBV Fitness man, it's all about making a more well rounded you, man. 
and just like me. Um, that, that's what about. <laughs> so you know, on you know, with with Nathan's, you know, thank God he went with the Nathan's name. You know, isn't it? I mean, you already got uh, hot dogs are already provocative enough, a little risque. Can you imagine hand worker hot dogs? Yeah, no, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it kind of makes sense. It's if it's you know handheld, it's portable. Uh, hand worker kind of makes sense, but yeah, doesn't really roll off the tongue. So I'm sure Nathan's Famous was a much much better company name that they came up with than uh, hand workers hot dogs. Yes, uh, I guess uh, you know why we're on. Uh, we're talking Nathan's Nathan's Famous. Uh, I guess it's a good time. A plug to remind everybody to join us again coming up this Sunday, Fourth of July. Right around noon Eastern, we're going to be going live right here at the same platform. Rob and myself, the HMG Worldwide Watch Along for the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. Now, Rob, I, I know you. I know you've been studying this. You've been doing your history on the, the hot dog eating contest. Man, you you want to talk about some crazy marketing and some uh, manipulated media here? Yeah, um, this. You know, I, I first came upon this probably about. 10, 15 years ago, just flipping through the channels and I happened to turn on ESPN and saw the hot dog eating contest. And I'm like, what in the hell is this? And how do I get into it? Uh, <laughs> how do I get paid for eating a hundred hot dogs? Uh, and I saw, I think back then it might've been Kobayashi, maybe Kobayashi, uh, which was really, it, that was kind of that boom. Yeah. Uh, you know, you got the American hot dog and Yep. It was this Japanese dude, you know, just absolutely shattering records. Uh, and, you know, I guess it was a lot like, uh, I guess, you know, if we're from the wrestling world. So, you know, you have that, that foreign heel. Uh, it, at first, a lot of people we kind of, you know, were, this is kind of cool. You know, this this is interesting. It, we, we like this guy. He's got a good look to him. He's, I'm, I'm sure uh, I'm sure Jargo was a big fan of him. Well, eventually, though, you know, the audience turns on him because, wait a minute, this is this is a foreign entity dominating an American event. Our great American hot dogs, uh, you know, are, are being consumed like this by this Japanese, by Kobayashi, uh, and it set it up. You know, you, you had to have the Hulk Hogan of the hot dog world, Joey Chestnut, enter, uh, you know. The real American to save the day, and it created the the great, um, one of the greatest one of the greatest rivalries possibly in sport. Uh, for a comparison for you moviegoers, let's let's think uh, Rocky with the Russian. Yeah, you know? yeah exactly right. Uh, Joey Chestnut kind of set the world on fire when it comes to competitive eating and and the hot dog contest. I mean, the guy is a machine, and no no discredit to Kobayashi himself. I mean, he's just a skinny, you know, small Japanese guy. Like, it's amazing uh, if you ever watch how competitive eaters kind of prep uh, to, to their, you know, before their big contest, uh, you know, filling their stomachs up with water and expanding their stomachs and getting them to expand so they can fill it all up with, with you know, processed meat and byproducts and whatever the hell it is. Uh, it's, it's truly remarkable. And it's, it's no small feat. I mean, they, they really do train for these things. It's not just like, hey, you know, this guy's a big, you know, they can now eat guys that are 350 pound linemen. You know what I mean? It's just, it's, it's incredible when it comes to competitive eating. Uh, you know, one of those, the, those memories of those big, those, let's call them the, the, the big guts that yeah. are coming to the table. Uh, remember when uh, Fridge Perry. Yep. Uh, he, he's trying to get into the game, man. And, and he, he held his own, but nothing compared to these guys, the, the true elite of the competitive eating world. 
we talk about the, and I, I think it was a, a genius marketing move, uh, but it, there's great debate on when the, the hot dog eating contest around Nathan's originated. Uh, now, for a marketing from a marketing standpoint, there was a gentleman who had had come out and claimed that it started going all the way back from the get go in 1916. And I love this story. I mean, this 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 pulls at your heartstrings. Is he said, you know, upon the opening, that there was five immigrants, and to decide who was the most patriotic, who had become the most American, they were going to have a hot dog eating contest at you know at the Nathan Stand. Uh, so it, a great story of inspiration. But the, since then, uh, the gentleman who was in charge of that campaign pitch ha- has admitted that him and a partner had fabricated that. <laughs> so there's, you know, as we're talking about who was the first to put the wiener to the bun, you know, who who invented the sausage. Again, it's a great debate. Uh, but no matter no matter when it originated, whenever the first one was, it, it's had a tremendous run. And in, in you're right, Rob, uh, to come really this this phenom where I mean, hell, we're, we're gonna be sitting out watching it on espn every july 4th i mean it's just it's a thing that we do and espn tells the story every year but they claim that the first one on record was 1972 so even if it is that far back that that's a long time dude that's what 50 51 years or so i'm not good with math but yeah. um yeah or i don't know anyway uh, so yeah it, it goes back that far and it became such a, a phenom in itself that a sports network picked it up. Uh, and, you know, back in the day, ESPN kind of put anything on. In the, in the early days of ESPN, uh, just like MTV, they needed content. So they pretty much put on anything that they could. It was poker. It was, you know, lumberjack shit or, or fishing or whatever. But, but, but what if stuck? And what captivates people every year now that you begin? I mean, you, you look at these, these mega events of sport. Uh, the, the hot dog eating contest, it's elevating itself into the, the you know, the likes of, of WrestleMania, uh, <laughs> the World Series, the NBA Finals, the Super Bowl, uh, whatever it might be. Uh, if, if it's and it's a, it's a tremendous spectacle and, and they do an incredible job in how they present and the performances all around. Uh, it's people look forward to it. it it's incredible. It really is, and I'm looking forward to it. And we'll we'll cover more of that on Sunday when we watch the uh, this year's festivities. Uh, but we had you put out a tweet today uh, about, uh, and you put on on Facebook as well. Um, you can only add three toppings to this hot dog. What are you adding? And we got a pretty good response uh, on that. So I, w- I do want to go over some of these. And we also have everybody in the chat. Thanks, guys, for hanging out and watching us here live on HMG YouTube. Uh, we have Big Josh had a had a. a uh, he mentioned uh, he wanted to know if coleslaw was the most overrated topping on the hot dog. It depends where you're from. Like we oh, said, it, it's no way, it, man. It, you, you, you gotta love a good slaw dog, man. I, I love it. It depends where you're from. Like I said, it's all subjective and it's all regional. Where I come from, that wasn't a thing. So I don't know what region that is. You know, well, akin well, you to look uh, the the slaw dogs. You go. Um, Mainly, it holds claim. It's so it's down by you. It's Atlanta is really where you get the slaw dog. Okay. You can, there's variations in Texas. Here in Cincinnati, we have a variation where you know we put it on with our Cincinnati style chili and then put some finely shredded cheddar cheese on there. So it's it's so it's kind of a spinoff of of our conies, our Cincinnati conies. Uh, so I yeah, I absolutely love the slaw dog, man. Uh, Leon Phelps says he prefers the Chicago dog himself with sports peppers and. Bar pickled eggs yeah. on the side. Chicago, like I said, Chicago uh, is uh, a pretty big contender when it comes to their own kind of hot dogs. 
Uh, I've heard pickles, peppers, tomatoes, uh, celery, salt. Uh, they, they have their own regional kind of hot dog. And if you argue with people like that, I mean, they're going to tell you it's the best. Uh, but again, somebody from another uh, part of the, of, of like, you know, I was talking to Bobo today. Bobo's a big supporter of HMG, uh, the one true Bobo. He is from Connecticut, and he likes uh, spicy deli mustard, spicy relish, and sauerkraut. So that- I, I got I to tell you, man, everything, that, you know, in the threads that we saw and what the chat's throwing out here, uh, you know, consider me uh, Tammy Linsich, a.k.a. Sonny. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't think I've had a wiener that I don't like. <laughs> very well. Very well done. Uh, I'm a very picky eater, so I don't have the palate that you might have or most other people have. I, I, I keep it simple. Uh, I'm either, you know, ketchup and mustard, uh, ketchup, mustard, relish. Now, you, you know, a lot of places, uh, ketchup is a huge no-no. That's exactly right. On your dog. Uh, and actually, the OG topping, which was intended to be the only topping, was mustard. Mustard, yeah. That's exactly. And there's, you know, people like different kinds of mustard. They like yellow mustard. They like, you know, uh, Dijon mustard. They like, you know, there's a spicy deli mustard. It, it, people can't even agree on that either. Um, so and, and that's, the, that's the beautiful part about, about the dog, yeah. you know, it's, it, it, it is giving, it's so versatile, you, Rick. It really is. It's giving you the basics. I mean, just even on its own, it, it is a delicious treat, incredible flavors, so easy to eat, but you have got this blank canvas, <laughs> uh, and you could be the artist and create whatever you want with it. Very symbolic of America. It, it's it is it is the food of opportunity. That's right. It is it is how you seize it and what you make of it, and you can eat it on the go anywhere and across the land. If you're a rich, poor, uh, male, female, any of the seventy-two uh, sexual whatever we got there if you're rich or poor whatever whatever you come from in, in your in your social standings hot dogs have affected our life that's exactly right uh and it, it just it's it amazes me because you know we talked about the various types of pizza on the last show when we did the history of fast food and all that and you know chicago has deep dish and new york has the, you know their their own you know new york california likes the thin crust but again uh just like you know hot dogs is it's you can look right here in the chat. Uh, Sonic the Hedge Rat doesn't like sauerkraut. He thinks it's the worst. He likes mustard, chili, onion, and slaw. So, I mean, it's like, to me, that's disgusting. But, I mean, that's, <laughs> you know, I'm a, like I said, I keep it simple. I might, I might not be the best person to ask about that, but I, I can just put plain ketchup on it. Or, I, hell, I could even eat a hot dog if it's good without any condiments at all. And it just, it depends the quality of the hot dog. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, again, man, I, I, I think I like them all. Uh, I've had them with a whole dick, um, dickle, whole pickle spear. <laughs> I bet you have. <laughs> yeah, but maybe that's maybe that's one topping I'll turn down. But all right, I mean, yeah, pal. Yeah, you, you, you've got the dog on there. You got the pickle spear, even mayonnaise on there. I was gonna say uh, with a little tomato and then some shredded cheese. Uh, yeah, where what I've known it as called is the alligator style. Yeah, bang uh, biscuit. It, it is good. Bang biscuit brought that up on Twitter. He said, "Hear me out." If they're all beef hot dogs, uh, then then put some mayo, pickles, and lettuce on it. And you did mention the Dixie Chili. Uh, mm-hmm. Call them the alligator conies, and it's dog, bun, pickle spear, mayo, and cheese. Now, I'm a mayo fan, but I, I can say I've never had it on a hot dog. So I actually might have to try that uh, when I come see you in August uh, for the uh, 
the uh, the wine mixer wrestling event that we have going on. There we go. Uh, you can go up to Seattle, where uh, MSG is from. Of course, now living in Denver, but uh, up in Seattle, uh, they they're known for their sriracha sauce and jalapenos uh, Ooh, on there. That sounds good. That sounds really oh, good. heck yeah, man! It, it's and you always and that's one of the things in traveling that I always go, you know, that what what, what is the style of hot dog here? And I got to find one who's got the best. Yeah, and uh, you know, I wondered why didn't more national franchises come out you know when it comes to because i mean like burger king tried the hot dog for a month it didn't stick uh i know you know dq has a hot dog on their menu obviously sonic uh has hot dogs on their menu why do you think even mcdonald's i don't think they've ever even released a hot dog why do you think other I, national I, I, brands I think, haven't I think there was a i think there was a short-lived mcdog was there okay but what why is it that more franchises haven't tried to do that man i, I want a, a big mac hot dog now oh, jesus christ <laughs> damn Making me hungry uh, too. I, I, I think you know again is as we've talked about it, it's so regional because of where you had the immigrants go, and you know in Chicago you got more of the Polish flavorings, and it is about how they make it, what meats they're using, what spices are they blending in, as as opposed to what we see in the Northeast, and even how it's you know it, it, in each place has made it their own little in their little own little borough yeah. and put their little unique flavors that are also you know, that are iconic in, in your regions here in Cincinnati, you know, a great, Oh, it, that's not chili. <laughs> well, it's God's chili. Okay. That that's what it is. <laughs> and, and you know why? Because it perfectly, it complements the dog. It's, you know, we, we put it right on there. You get some, some nice fresh diced onions, some nice yellow mustard, finely shredded cheddar cheese. There you go. That's our hot dog. Uh, and then you know, we can put other things. I, I love putting slaw on mine, man. Hell, you know, we're we're coming up on uh, this weekend. It's going to be when there's more hot dogs consumed than any other time of the year. Uh, we're, we're talking, uh, I'm going to say almost into the billion, you know, billions, millions and billions that we're, that we're going to see just, you know, through the summertime consumed. Hey, what are, what are all the other sides that we have at the picnic? I love piling on some uh, some baked beans on there, whatever the hell, uh, crumbling up some barbecue potato chips on top of those baked beans, put the slaw, put some cheese on there. Hey, I'm good to go. I was going to say, uh, yeah, two of my go-tos for, you know, 4th of July are typically baked beans and, and potato chips. Like I have to have, you know, either one or, one or both or either or with my hot dog or I'm just, I'm not a happy guy. And that's, that's pretty much any day I, I have a hot dog too. I always have to have a side item with it. And it's typically for me, it's, it's potato chips. I will say, you know, it, every year, just in a year's time, the U.S. buys more than 9 billion hot dogs. Wow. Uh, in, in the summertime, Memorial Day to Labor Day is the boom period, obviously. And then the 4th of July weekend is, you know, that, that's, that's the go-to. That is the home run. You know, also, Rob, you know, I think what really contributed to why we haven't seen, you know, like the Nathans really dominate the national scene, like you do a McDonald's or, you know, something along those lines is when you saw the widespread, you know, of the hot dog, it's the hot dogs in the home. And that's really, you know, you attribute that. I know there's so many great brands out there, but it all started with Oscar Mayer. Yeah. And, you know, it's something that you can keep in the fridge at home and it's easy to make, you know, you throw it on the grill. It's the easiest thing to go to on the grill. You can put them on the stovetop. Hell, you can do them in the microwave and they're delicious. Little trick to microwave it if you want. Get a moistened towel, put the dog in the bun, wrap it in the towel, pop it in that microwave for 30 seconds. It's just like a ballpark dog. 
God damn, pal. I'm going to have to try that one and get off the air here because. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, if you're quick on the go, boom. And it, what was so, you know, with Oscar Meyer, they, are, uh, they were a meatpacking plant uh, out of the Midwest. I can't recall exactly the exact location, but Midwest meatpacking plant. And they had seen this thing, you know, it's they're easy to produce. P- people of all walks of life enjoy them. Uh, they're, you could make them on the fly. Uh, but where they really hit that home run is they really targeted marketing to kids. Come on, what kid doesn't love a hot dog? That's exactly uh, maybe right. some weirdo kids out there that, <laughs> that need to be beat, but but most kids, uh, rational kids, good, wholehearted American kids, they love hot dogs. Uh, and I think you know what we talk about marketing and in, in growing these brands. Hey, who doesn't pop for the Wiener Mobile? <laughs> Yeah, no, you're exactly right. I mean, when when you see that, it's almost like the ice cream cart from you know for fat kids. Uh, you you see the Wiener reveal come around, you're like, I got to get me an Oscar Mayer Wiener. What? what you stop what you're doing there? You see that Wiener mobile? I mean, it's like the Goodyear blimp coming to an event, man. It is a major <laughs> happening. Uh, it really cracks me up though about the Wiener mobile when they launched this thing and they were taking it on the tour. They would hire midget actors. You think, let's see if this would fly today. Oh, yeah, they'd be all over this thing. They would hire midget actors, actors to play the role of little Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> and he would ride around in the bumper seat. <laughs> so, uh, and he was the world's tiniest chef. And he was bringing the Oscar Mayer deliciousness to all the kids across America. And who couldn't beat the marketing campaign? I mean, I, I hope we don't get DCMA, but I do have the, the jingle here. Oh, I'd love to be an Oscar Mayer wiener. wiener. I mean, who doesn't? Who didn't know that growing up? I mean, probably millennials don't know that. But I mean, you and I, uh, who you know, I want to be an Oscar Mayer wiener. They wrote a freaking song about it, Rick. I mean, and it no, got that, it got is, caught in your head. Truly, what I like to be. Yeah, if I was an Oscar Mayer wiener. And everyone would be in love with me. <laughs> I mean, it's genius, right? I mean, like you said, marketing to kids, it's its its perfect. Dude, I can't tell you how many hot dogs I consumed as a kid. And maybe that's why I'm 300 pounds today. But still, that's regardless. Um, I love hot dogs. I, I, I told you it was versatile. I will literally put hot dogs in almost anything. I'd put it in, speaking of baked beans, I'll just make a can of beans, stick hot dogs in it. Or macaroni and cheese, I'll stick hot dogs in it. Uh, I think even one time I did cream corn and hot dogs, and it was fucking delicious. So uh, hot dogs, it's a very, very versatile food. And as a kid, my earliest memories are, are going over to my grandfather's house. He would take Oscar Myers out of the fridge. He'd melt some butter in, his, in a cast iron skillet, and he would fry them in, in butter. And holy shit, Rick, to this day, it's still one of the most delicious things ever. Just no bun, just, wow. just straight up hot dogs fried in butter. Probably not the healthiest thing for you, but it is damn delicious, my friend. Wow. That sounds good, man, across the board there. Uh, well, Rob, we're up against that wall. Do you want to talk some uh, some fun hot dog facts? Let's go. What do you got? I, I got a few here. I'm pulling them up from a couple different sources. This one really jumped out to me, and, and we're talking about the demand. And, you know, and hot dogs still, and, and again, is we're talking about how it's regional. And when you, th- you think, you know, hot dogs are that ultimate the food for everyone, but they're the street food. You, th- you think about the vendors uh, across all, you know, across this country, uh, your major cities and all that, man, there's nothing better than, than grabbing a good street dog. Uh, New York, a prime spot outside of Central Park Zoo could cost a vendor nearly $300,000 uh, in licensing to get those spots. Wow. I didn't even realize that. I mean, and you think of New York, there's hot dog carts everywhere. When I think of a hot dog cart, my first uh, thought is New York City. Yeah. 
uh, in any downtown, but yes, New York. Anytime you see a shot in a movie or something like that in New York or you know wherever uh, a production, you got to have a hot dog cart in the background, yeah. right? Yep, that's exactly right. I didn't realize that there was, you know, what just just to rent that particular spot for the year. Yeah. Wow, that's incredible. That that, that tells uh, you how many hot dogs they sell per year. Uh, here we go. One here, a, a hot dog without meat or poultry. Sorry for uh, you vegans out there uh, or vegetarians. Technically cannot be called a hot dog. We were talking earlier about what qualifies uh, such a, a production to be deemed a hot dog. So uh, th- there's one for you. So it's got to be an animal byproduct. That's 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 a fun fact. Hot dogs are out of this world. Hot dogs were the first food eaten on the moon. <laughs> I, that I did not know. Uh, yeah, well, we, had, we had talked about the longevity, you know, how they're, they're easy to keep. That that makes me even more worried about what's actually in them. <laughs> uh, on Independence Day, Americans are expected to enjoy 150 million hot dogs, uh, enough to stretch from D.C. to L.A. more than five times. Well, I know we're in a fireworks shortage right now this year. Hopefully we're not in a hot dog shortage. Uh, never, never. The first word spoken by American icon Mickey Mouse. Hot dog. How about that? I thought you were going to prop the uh, Mickey Mouse hot dog song. I hit the wrong button. So uh, I, I was going to say, uh, you've got a little one. My nephews, I, I think they're a little beyond that phase. Uh, but how many times do you want to blow your brains out listening to that one? Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, that's absolutely right. Um, you know, Going back to the regional thing, Rick, uh, I, I did some research about what I grew up eating uh, as far as natural casing hot dogs, and that was kind of my jam. I mean, Oscar Myers are great, uh, but I was used to the German, you know, sausage form in a, in a pig casing or in some kind of a natural casing. You know, when you put it on the grill and you bite into it and you got that snap, you know, from the from the natural casing, that's kind of what I grew up with. There's several companies uh, that got hit really hard by the pandemic. Uh, and shut down after hundreds of years in business. Uh, Groton Weagle uh, was one. Mucky's was the other. Uh, my favorite hot dog in the entire world, it's based out of Rhode Island. It's based out of Warwick, Rhode Island. It's soggy. And you can buy them online for about $150 for, you know, with shipping for about four pounds. Uh, but I got my man Bobo here said he's going to go to Stop and Shop and pick some up for me and figure out how to package them and send them to me. Dude, they are life-changing. My uncle said... Uh, you know, he, he even had well, people, well, Bobo, if we send him to the moon, I think you can figure out how to get it to the south. <laughs> That's exactly right. Uh, my uncle said he had even, he had people that didn't like hot dogs that ate soggy hot dogs and, uh, became fans. Uh, it's, it's, it's just, it's, it's a, it's a regional thing. It's, you, it's hard to find natural casing stuff in the south. Boar's head kind of has a, a, a control on that here uh, in the market. I did find one brand at Publix called Hoffman's which is the closest thing I've, I've found to Soggies. It's just a, it's a great natural casing. Growing up in Cincinnati and in the Ohio area, did they have natural casing hot dogs, or were you more oh, yeah. used to the and, traditional and brands? What's, what's great here, and I, I've seen you kind of talk about this in threads, uh, where I'm at on the west side of Cincinnati, where I grew up, you know, you can go out, you can throw a rock and hit a local family-owned butcher shop. 
and, and you know they do their own there uh shout out to uh, who i grew up with two of them actually uh that that work in that industry it's still generation after generation keeping it going for their family one wassler meets here they do their own casing all that uh, simply incredible sausage and dog products uh lang and meats with, with my friend chris ruther that i grew up with same thing and, and they're keeping those you know, generation after generation, they're keeping that heritage alive. So yeah, again, you can get those, those local shops. Uh, as I'm thinking about dogs, man, you, you know, there's a couple creamy whips. That's what we call them around here. I don't know what people, it's, it's like the ice cream shop. Okay. Uh, but yeah, who doesn't like going there? You get yourself, yep. uh, get yourself a cone or a malt and a shake and a foot long. Uh, and get that topped however you want. Uh, but as you're talking about what's place you said, what's, what was yours? I saw some of the stuff. Was it Scully's? Soggy. Soggy's. Soggy. Yeah. I saw some of the pictures. They look phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, but we've got a place, Gene's Doghouse, mm-hmm. uh, that, that is beyond, beyond unbelievable. Uh, and, and that's a hot spot here in Cincinnati for that, that local dog flavor. Yeah, we have several in Nashville, but they, and they kind of carry all different styles. They'll have, you know, Georgia style, Texas style, Chicago style, blah, blah, blah. So there's, there's kind of, it's, it's a gimmicky place. Uh, there's no real true like just natural hot dog stands or or or, or, or restaurants here in, in Middle Tennessee that I've found and I've I've <laughs> I've been searching for them. Trust me. Uh, like I said, it's you know either I got to mail them back from home because uh, there's there, also there's no real good butchers here. Um, back home we had Polish and German butchers and, and and delis and meat shops that would pack their own sausages and make their own hot dogs. And as you see the the pop up of your big box grocery. The big brands are, you know, those delis and, and meat shops or yeah. meat departments are kind of fading away the mom pop, but you can't beat them. You, you can't beat going to that mom pop for, you know, the cuts, the flavors, the styles, the uniqueness to your area. Uh, it's, it's unmatched. Yeah, it really is. Uh, Leon Phelps said that uh, he's making some hot dogs right now. He's making hot links wrapped with bacon. Half with barbecue sauce. I do like some cheese and barbecue sauce and bacon. Oh, baby, uh, yeah, on, yeah. On a hot dog as well. That's one of my go tos. Uh, let me let me ask you this. You know, we're talking about toppings. There's so many ways to prepare the dog. What, what's your favorite, Rob? I mean, you you can steam them, you can boil them, you can grill them. My dad you can put them on a camp campfire. You can. Uh, my dad boiled them growing up, so that's kind of what I was used to. When I got older, uh, he started to grill them, and that that became my favorite. But I will not ever pass up uh, a boiled hot dog, and people might think that's that's gross, but uh, especially with the natural the natural casings, it keeps the integrity of the hot dog, so they don't split that, on the grill. Nice plump, plumpness in that's there. That's exactly right, and then you bite into it and you get that snap. And it's no, I've not air fried a hot dog, Bobo. That's actually Ooh, I, I, I might was, even I try to drop mine in there, man. I, I haven't had an air fried one, but I love the Ripper. Throw that bad boy in the deep fryer. I want to see where it's just bursting. Yeah. Now it's going to come out. It's going to look amazing. I want to warn everybody: give that thing about a minute to two minutes to cool because it's one of those. It's suited, it snaps, and you are <laughs> it'll burn the <laughs> shit out of your mouth immediately because that that thing is uh, it's it's going to come. You're, you're going to get the wiener squirt on that man. I haven't had a ripper, which is. Pretty much like a, tr- a twice fried hot dog, right? Pretty much. Oh yeah, yeah, it's ultra fried baby. But I've had a, a I've awesome. had a, I've had a deep fried bacon wrapped hot dog, which is which is pretty good too. So, and you could find it in, yeah. in local places. Yeah, and, and you can't, you know, the very the variations, man. Love me a corn dog. Corn dogs are great too. I'll usually go down to Sonic if I really need a corn dog fix, and I'll yep. uh, I'll get one from them. Uh, corn too. Corn dogs are amazing. 
Uh, especially, you know, when you think of fair foods, you think of corn dogs. I mean, that's that's a, a big staple of, you know, your local fairs. Um, who, who doesn't want a hot dog on a stick wrapped in, in deep fried in batter? You know what I mean? Uh, I'll tell you another little thing I do at home. Uh, I'll, I'll put the, the chili, the cheese, the onion, the mustard in there, and I'll wrap it in a tortilla. Uh, make a little burrito out of that thing. Throw it on the, uh, the flat plate. Grill it a little bit on all the sides there. Cook it up. Nice, ready to go. This is why you need to be following Rick on Facebook and Twitter uh, when it comes to RBV Fitness and RBV Eats Out uh, because he's an innovator. He he, he has a, a passion for food, which is unmatched. I mean, I, and I'm a fucking fat guy. Uh, your passion for, for food completely goes above and beyond. Uh, I, I definitely tip my hat when it comes to you and, uh, <laughs> and food. Uh, we're going to wrap it up here, Rick. There's still so much more we can dive into when it comes to hot dogs. Um, you know, maybe we'll do a special on all the hot dogs around the country and go region by region, state by state on, uh, on, on types of hot dogs and, and what people prefer, uh, because that we could do a whole show on that just alone. Um, as we wrap it up here, Rick, if you were on a deserted Island and you only had a choice between pizza and hot dogs, what would you pick? Mm. Hey, you know what, man? It, it's about what we've been about for the last hour. Uh, Wiener Island. I can't argue with that. I can't, and I love pizza, but I, I can't argue with that. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm hot dog's biggest fans. Uh, Rick, I know you have a lot going on here with HMG, with the brand, uh, with with all your 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 social medias. Uh, I also want you to talk about the wrestling event we have coming up. I'm going to give you the floor. Let everybody know where they can find you and what you got going on. Yeah, of course. Uh, thank you for uh, the opportunity to kind of pitch. Uh, hey, Rob, we are uh, honored and looking forward to have you on board with us. Uh, it, it's right around the corner here. Uh, coming up August 26th, it is a Thursday evening. Uh, my wrestling promotion, the Pro Wrestling, the Professional Wrestling Alliance. Uh, we are headed to the Swiss Wine Festival in Vivi, Indiana. Again, it is Thursday, the 26th, Swiss Wine Festival, VV, Indiana. The first time they've ever had pro wrestling, and we are honored they have invited the Professional Wrestling Alliance. Uh, we are the main event. We are the draw that Thursday evening. This is, if you're in the region, uh, you know, just not for us. I mean, this is one of the premier wine events in, in the entire country. It's a, it's a festival all based around this thing. I think one of the cool events, you know, they got is the uh, the grape stomping, which is one of the marquees. But they're going to have, you know, we talked about all the tremendous, the fair food, uh, the rides, you know, the different attractions. They, they got an incredible music lineup. Country music fans, I think, uh, you know, the the up there on their marquee, the headliner is Montgomery Gentry this year. Uh, so, of course, you know, we're honored to be in that in that same suggestion with them. But we have got a hell of a lineup coming in. We're booking the talent right now. We're, we're setting up the match card. Some of the big names you're going to recognize, uh, formerly of Impact Wrestling, the big man, the monster Congo Kong. Uh, as seen on WWF TV, we have Doink the Clown coming in. We have got the uh, the man that's taking professional wrestling by storm. He is a six-man tag team champion with Ring of Honor Wrestling, the notorious Shane Taylor. Uh, hey, and of course, for you HMG fans, yes, I, I hope I'm not going to regret this. I hope he doesn't cause a riot and get us kicked out of the state of Indiana. But the Ayatollah himself, Ben Hameen, will be at the PWA, and we're calling it the Swiss Wine Super Show. And yeah, the uh, the Ayatollah representing the House of Saad, 
Uh, I can't believe we're doing this, but we are going to give him an opportunity at our champion, the great American champion, the pop, the prophet of pain, Amos. It's going to be one of our main events. We are looking forward to that. And again, Rob, we're, we're glad that you're going to be a part of the show uh, and helping us bring an incredible experience to the people of the Wine Festival and everyone there in VV, Indiana. Uh, outside of that, I'm sitting down in the morning to record a new episode of Hitting the Marks with, with Jargo. You can find us on the Hameen Media platforms or at hittingthemarks.com. But, of course, again, ladies and gentlemen, it's Independence Day weekend. It is 4th of July. It is America's birthday. So we are fully focused on coming back with you Sunday. That's right. Sunday, July 4th, right around noon. We're going to get going about 10, 10, 15 minutes early. So 11.45, 11.50 Eastern Time AM. Red Rob and myself with the HMG Worldwide Hot Dog Eating Contest. Watch along right here on Hameen's uh, YouTube channel. Well, I appreciate you being here, brother. It's always fun talking with you, especially when we're talking about food. And uh, we appreciate everybody here in the chat as well, hanging out with us on HMG. Uh, thank you, so much. I got to remember to breathe when I talk. I was passed out. <laughs> I'm glad you got water there so you can stay hydrated, too. Uh, thank you guys for uh, – you guys have had really great feedback about the uh, expansion of this show to uh, to anything retro, and we do appreciate uh, everybody listening as we kind of move here. Uh, we're kind of transitioning – uh, because of you know Podbean and, and other avenues that we haven't been able to put our shows out regularly. Ben's been putting them out on Patreon, patreon.com slash Ben Hameen. Hameen Media Group. God, he's gonna, I'm going to get slapped for that. Patreon.com slash Hameen Media Group. I'm going to edit that out when it comes to the to the audio hey, version. If he, if, if, he gives, if he gives you a free one, consider yourself lucky because most people have to pay $5 for that. That's fair. No, that's fair. Uh, Ben's putting all of our shows up there on, uh, for free. So, uh, so you can listen to them, the Monday Locker Room, the Wednesday Locker Room, Light the Fuse, uh, Next Level, what else with Friday Locker Room with, with Stevie Richards. Uh, the Horsemen are coming back at some point, guys. Don't worry. Uh, they, they recently had uh, a YouTube-only show. Uh, so definitely check that out. Uh, people are against HMG. The, the world is against us. We are the revolution. We are the revolutionaries. Uh, and we can't be silenced. We are merging with Vince Russo, who recently purchased the Realm Network. So... We're in the transition period of switching over HMG to Realm. Uh, so when we do, obviously, we'll keep you guys notified. But uh, we're going to have a ton of content, a ton of shows, break groundbreaking stuff, stuff that you've never seen before from all genres, not just wrestling. Uh, we got comedy. We got music. We got right here with the retro stuff, all kinds of content that's coming soon. So just keep your eyes peeled for that uh, on our Twitter and Facebook. Uh, Rick, always a pleasure, brother. Uh, we're going to have to get together and, and do something else soon. Looking forward to seeing you next month. Everybody else here that's been watching, thank you for hanging out, and thank you for everybody listening on the audio feed. I am your host, Rad Rob. This is RTW Rewind, where old school rules. Take care, guys. We'll see everybody Sunday. Thank you for listening to this episode of RTW Rewind. For all the latest news and announcements, please follow us on Twitter at RTW Brand. You can also follow Rad Rob at Rad Rob Gaming. If you'd like to ask us any questions, you can email us at rtwrewind at gmail.com and we'll read them on the air. You've been listening to RTW Rewind exclusively here on HMG on Realm and the Rad Rob Radio Network. <laughs>